Welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of Status Quo News. I am your host, Kim Brown. Thank you all for making some time to join us this evening. We've got a packed show in store for you tonight. If you happen to be traveling via air today, hmm, did you have a good experience? Did everything run smoothly for you? Chances are they did not. As a federal aviation agency experienced an overnight computer meltdown that resulted in literally thousands of flights being delayed, several got canceled in addition. And this is just the latest airport technology failure to strike U.S. air carriers in the past month, resulting in, let's say, gross inconvenience for American air travelers. Um, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, is receiving a lot of criticism today. We're going to take a look at why, <laughs> why, why is Pete, the secretary of education, I mean, you, transportation, education, transportation, selling mem shows. It doesn't, <laughs> he, he's unqualified to do all, right? And they rhyme, so I see how I got that mixed up. However, um, American infrastructure is failing generally. And despite that there is a Democrat in the White House, the status quo continues to occur with very little being done despite the passing of Bill Back Better. America is crumbling all around us. And today's latest airport failure is just another example of that. We're gonna get into that in just a bit. Plus coming up a little bit later in the show, as we all are aware of the recent arrest of a person who has been accused in the quadruple slaying of four college students in Idaho, a story that made a lot of national attention when it happened and then the subsequent weeks until an arrest was made um, of the accused killer. Yet, there was a 19-year-old student from the University of Buffalo at Amherst who back in October was stabbed to death in his dorm room. And chances are you haven't heard anything about it. We are going to be speaking with the mother of Tyler Lewis coming up and the ways in which, number one, there has been no, if any, action on behalf of law enforcement to meaningfully apprehend, charge, do anything to the person that they believe killed Tyler, and how come the media never picked up on this story? Anybody like to venture a guess? I know the answer. The answer is race, in case, in case we, you, 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 you didn't get that one right away. Um, so we will be speaking with Tyler's mother a little bit later on the show, but I wanted to lead off the show. First of all, thank you all so much for being here. Well, I wanted to lead off, and you guys, of course, can always run the channel. Super Chats and the like and say what's up to me in the comments or whatever. So there's that. Big up to the Fire fam that's checking in too as well. But the big news, you guys, coming out of D.C., coming out of Congress, is that the new Congress, which has just only recently been sworn in after that four-day-long 15-vote shit show trying to finally get Kevin McCarthy's useless behind elected as the House Speaker, did, did, did the House Republicans come out and lead and say, you know, wages are stagnant. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's introduce something that could boost the federal minimum wage or to do something that could actually benefit all Americans. No, of course not. No, because the Christo fascists have taken control of the United States House. And one of the first things that they have decided to do to pass is a bill 
the Born Alive anti-abortion bill passed the U.S. House tonight. They voted on this today on Wednesday with nearly every Democrat voting against, 210 Democrats vote against. And it's not shocking at all. As many abortion rights activists and reproductive justice activists have been warning us, you guys, the the goal was one, yes, to get Roe versus Wade overturned, which they successfully did after many decades of not only organizing, but putting the pieces in place to make sure that when a goofball fucking <laughs> pro-life uh, president was able to be in a position to appoint three Supreme Court justices that would vote to overturn Roe. They made sure through the long game that those pieces were in place for that to happen. That happened. Um, but now they want to make sure that no, no broads, no, no pregnant people get any access to abortion care, period. Federally, they want to ban it everywhere. That whole bullshit that they kicked when Roe versus Wade was overturned, they being the, the pro-life movement, the pro-life conservatives that we have elected in Congress, they said, oh, we want to leave it up to the states. Psych. <laughs> That's a lie. That is a huge lie. They don't want to leave it up to the states because as we see, the lines of demarcation have already been drawn when it comes to pro-life and pro-choice access states in this country. It's very clear that all the trigger laws were put into place via state legislatures in anti-choice states so that when that inevitable Supreme Court decision came down, those trigger laws would kick right in. But I want us to hear from some of the bright bulbs there in Congress, <laughs> some of them who never have an issue and again, and this is this is part and parcel of what they do, but also very indicative of the level of, you know, critical thinking that generally conservatives uh, don't usually have. OK, so these is some of the speeches or at least one of the um, House speeches that was given introducing this born alive bill. And this is going to be Representative Lisa McLean. Okay, she represents Michigan's ninth district. Who, Congresswoman McLean? <laughs> Let me just say, big up to the Michiganders who, in this past election, made sure that pregnant people had constitutional access to abortion within that state. Because if you, if y'all, I know, and I know Detroit did not send this woman to Congress, <laughs> but Michigan's ninth district, this is your homie. This is your girl right here. And I want you guys to pay very close attention to what she has to say. Let's check that out, Colin. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise today for the unborn, for the protection and the defense of the most vulnerable among us. I stand here today because this week the Republican majority is doing what the previous Congress refused to do, and that is uphold the right to life. For far too long, we have seen pro-life facilities vandalized and broken into. For far too long, we have watched as Democrats refuse to, re to protect, ba the protect born alive babies. Think about that for a moment. These babies are born alive, breathing outside the womb, and the Democrats want to kill them. They do, they do not protect them. But this week, we right those wrongs and we defend life in America.
It is well past time for the, for the United States Congress, for this body to uphold the guaranteed, guarantees laid out in the Declaration of Independence, that we are endowed by our Creator with the unalienable right to life. And with that, Mr. Speaker, I yield back. The gentlelady yield. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, something that Republicans, including some Republican women, clearly do not want other women and pregnant people to be able to experience liberty and the pursuit of happiness. The choice and the autonomy over your own lady parts to say, hey, you know, maybe having a child right now is not in my best interest. But there's a couple things there. Let me let me let me hop on uh, so, some some misinformation that the Congresswoman there was putting out. First of all, it's very uh, telling to me that the pro-life movement wants to characterize um, the pro-choice folks. Oh, we've had some pregnancy centers damaged and vandalized. Isn't it incredible how they very casually overlook 40 years worth of clinic bombings, worth of assassinations, the pro-life Christian fascist, Christian fascist movement in America is a domestic terrorist movement. Okay, we the, the I don't think it's even overstepping by calling them domestic terrorist organizations because what else do you call assassinating doctors and bombing um, abortion care clinics? That's terrorism, right? I mean, make no mistake about it. And if some pregnancy centers potentially, I don't even know to what she's specifically referring, if some pregnancy centers happen to be vandalized, I don't think that those things are even close to being comparable. They are definitely talking apples and oranges there. The other thing, the framing, the phraseology here is going to be very important, that this term born alive, I want you guys to think of that phrase born alive as basically a rebrand of partial birth abortions. And from what my understanding is, to when they were referring to children being quote unquote born alive, they're talking about kids who in utero potentially were diagnosed or found to have had grave birth defects. And if their mother or their carrying person lived in a place where abortion access is now illegal, you cannot terminate the pregnancy of a child that is not even going to survive very long outside of the womb. So they're talking about babies that more than likely are not going to live very long. They do not have a expectation of quality of life, not even to a month, not even to a year. These are children that are going to die very soon after they are delivered, okay? But now what the conservatives want to do, because clearly they hate women, all of this is based on misogyny. You have to hate people in order to force them to bear a child that they know in advance is not going to survive. So when they talk about born alive, that is, I think, one example to which they are referring in which this misinformation is so gross. And despite the fact that this passed in the House, guys, we all know this is going nowhere in the Senate. We know Joe Biden stands no chance of passing such a bill into law. And I'm a little confused here, to be honest, because I thought W, George W. Bush, I thought W already did this in 2002. I thought there's already a federal statute on the books protecting quote unquote partial birth abortions or denying that. And, and, and that's the thing. These conservatives have a fundamental misunderstanding 
of a lot of things, <laughs> including science, including medicine, including logic. And they are constantly trying to legislate their bullshit morality and trying to impose their bullshit morals, which we know are hyper hypocritical, right? Because for that lady to say that the Democrats don't care about life and they don't do this and they don't do that, America does not care about children. Would you like the evidence? Because there's a lot of it, okay? We have consistent, persistent mass shootings in this country in which children, children are murdered in their place of learning. I'm sorry, who does anything about that? No fucking body. That's right. Um, we have places in this country where the water is not safe to consume. In fact, little, little known fact, even though I think it is widely known, you guys, most of the produce that we consume in this country are grown in soil that is contaminated with all kinds of metals. Remember the recent story about the baby food and the high levels of metals, arsenic, all kinds of stuff that is not good for the developing brain that are sold on the store shelves in this country, okay? Point, I need the evidence that shows me that America as a nation, for, forget the potential political parties, even though one political party definitely shows object hostility to children and it's not the pro-life party <laughs> okay uh well i'm sorry it is the pro-life party i said that backwards it is the pro-life party republicans are outright hostile to kids but i i, I want to get back to that in just a moment so hold on hold on so in addition to this bill passing the house today um a number of these bills have been passed state legislatures across the country i even think Virginia's General Assembly just convened today. They were all sworn in and there's already a pair of bills in the state legislature that have been introduced to attack the 15 week limit on abortions in Virginia. They want to make that even um, a shorter frame of time. But I want us to take a look if we could really quickly at this exchange that happened in Minnesota, in the Minnesota state legislature. Okay, so the first person, and shout out to Heartland Signal who posted this clip. The first person we're going to see is Minnesota State Senator Liske, L-I-E-S-K-E, a Republican. Um, and they are going to offer up an amendment why they're going to stop abortions of, of quote, a child in part who is part born alive. And the response we're going to hear is going to be from Minnesota State Senator Mann, who is a Democrat, and that they're going to be the second person speaking. And I want you to listen to how State Senator Mann just read this dummy down. <laughs> Let's take a look at that, Colin. We have born alive uh, individuals and we must protect the born alive. Um, in this case, a partial birth abortion, the child is in part born alive. Therefore, this amendment would merely uh, remedy any possible language that would counteract that, that statement. This is a perfect example of why politicians should not be making medical decisions, is because we are literally making stuff up and writing laws about it at this exact moment. Um, a child does not come out part way alive and then doctors kill it. That's not a thing. That's not a thing today. It's not a thing tomorrow. It's not a thing 10 years ago. It's not a thing. So for us to legislate things that don't exist in real life, again, 
perfect example of why politicians should not practice health care. And so I would recommend a no vote on this amendment, Madam Chair. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of this happening around the country. And for us to see it happen at the federal level, again, not a shocker, not the first time that we're going to see it. Um, and it's definitely not going to be the last time because these folks, the pro-life movement, to their credit, they are very well organized. They had the long game vision. They, they believed that this could happen and they executed it again with some losses along the way, make no mistake, but the bigger picture was always in focus for them. It would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing if the left could organize in such a way. The problem is the left is not as well financed and as well resourced as those on the right. And that's not an accident. I want us to take a look really quickly at what the democratic response was. And this is coming from Congresswoman Judy Chu, uh, who introduced um, a countermeasure on the House floor to go against what the House GOP uh, eventually ended up passing. But l l listen, listen to her fine speech. Listen to this. Americans across the country have sent a resounding message at the ballot box. They support the right to access abortion and for people to have the basic freedom to make decisions about their own bodies with medical professionals and without the interference of extremist politicians. In every state where abortion was on the ballot, the American people called for freedom and bodily autonomy. And now House Democrats' first action of the 118th Congress is to answer that call. If we defeat the previous question today, the House will take up my bill, the Women's Health Protection Act, which will guarantee abortion rights for everyone in every state. In the wake of the extremist Supreme Court's devastating decision last summer in Dobbs, Congress must stand up for the rights of every person to be able to make decisions about their own bodies and their own futures. House Democrats trust people, not politicians, to make decisions about their health and lives. I urge my colleagues to join me in defeating the previous question. And you know, to be honest, and you guys I'm sure have surmised this, but you know, I, I'm not a registered Democrat, I'm not a registered Republican, I'm an independent. Um, with 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 deep socialist leanings, okay. <laughs> maybe 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 a touch of commie in there, a little touch of communism. You know, I don't I don't have anything against the anarchists, whatever. But abortion is pretty much the main issue, and maybe the only issue in which I agree fully with Democrats. But of course, Democrats being Democrats are a day late and a dollar short. What the fuck was this last year, man? Where was this the past two years? Where was this, this, this urgency, this, this, this well enunciated defense of women's bodily autonomy and pregnant people's bodily autonomy? I mean, the Democrats sat on their laurels for a very long time while the right was out there organizing, getting busy. Democrats said, oh, there's no way, there's no way they'll ever overturn Roe. No way, hmm, until no way became yesterday <laughs> and, became, and became our today. And I just hate to hear that, to be honest. I don't have anything against Congresswoman Chu, but I hate that, why, why, are, why are we introducing this January, 2023? How come this wasn't on the House agenda when Biden was first inaugurated? I just hate these, these reactionary 
pardon my French here, lip dick liberals. Okay, I can't, I can't stand this. Like the impotence, it it angers me, as I'm sure. I'm sure impotence angers everybody. But I am particularly incensed when it is of uh, such import to the future of what women, girls, and pregnant people are going to be able to accomplish. Pop up that Mississippi. Uh, today article, if you could, for me, Colin, because this is what this is what pregnant folks are experiencing right now. This is a piece from Mississippi Today. Did I put that in there? Yeah. Um, where and I did a story about this on my show, Burn It Down with Kim Brown, where this rape victim, this teenage girl, 16 years old. I say allegedly, I believe victims, I say allegedly to cover my ass as a journalist, allegedly sexually assaulted by her classmates became pregnant. Her parents were unaware that the abortion ban had gone into effect into Mississippi. And when they began reaching out to their healthcare providers, including the young girl's pediatrician and, and her gynecologist, they were rebuffed by the doctors because they said that the six week ban or the six weeks threshold had, had only passed by a mere two to three days and they were unable and unwilling to help. And the referrals that this family got was to try to go to Louisiana and, and receive abortion services. The clinic in Louisiana had closed. The next place they were looking at was New Mexico. Mind you, they live in Mississippi. What they eventually ended up doing was having to travel north to Illinois 700 miles to the expense of nearly $2,000 for the procedure and for the cost of travel, et cetera. So this is what Republicans want. And let's be clear, this is affecting poor women only, by and large. If you have money, you can leave a re abortion-restrictive state and go get you one abortion. If you're broke and you don't have money, Good luck. You're about to be saddled with a child that you likely cannot afford to take care of in the first place, or even worse, if you are requiring a, a serious medical abortion because your life is now put into danger because of the risks associated with said pregnancy, even worse. So they, they, they don't care about women's futures. They do not care about women's lives at all. So it is so important that number one, again, on my channel, this is something that I'm doing. We are supporting abortion funds across the country. Uh, at Burn It Down with Kim Brown, we have it up. The Missouri Abortion Fund is who we're supporting for January, 2023. Uh, my channel supports them to the tune of 50 bucks. We ask people to, to match us, well, to join us in, in, in donating um, at $50. Please and thank you. That would be friggin' awesome. Uh, because we keep us safe, not the government, unfortunately, not Joe Biden, not, not, not the Democrats, not the Supreme Court, as the Republicans and the pro-life movement are trying to further encroach further on states' rights, basically, uh, for, for residents in abortion-friendly states to continue to have access to their services. Uh, the Christian fascism has arrived. You guys ready for it? Buckle in buckle in. Uh, did I have another clip? Um, I think that might be it when it comes to that, but watch the house because this is where we're going to see further extremist legislation come out of. And again, this born alive framing is, is going to be what they use to try to convince people that, that this is actually in favor of protecting the vulnerable, which we know is bullshit, okay? 
They don't even make sure that children in America have access to health care. In the state of Mississippi, where infant mortality is, I believe, the worst in the country and I believe the, the, the far worst for black women, I think Mississippi and ironically, Washington, D.C., have horrific uh, maternal mortality rates for black women. But in Mississippi, they refuse to even expand Medicaid. They don't they want to do the Medicaid expansion. They are about to have nearly half of their hospitals closed because of lack of funding. Way to go. But you care about kids? Where? <laughs> I need the evidence, GOP, because I don't see it. Um, let me take a quick pause here for the calls. I want to thank everybody that's checking out, tuning in to Status Quo tonight, Wednesday. Thank you guys so, so much. And we've got something cool coming up here on the channel where you guys can support the on-the-ground reporting that Jordan Cheriton and Status Quo News bring exclusively to you. If, if, if Colin wouldn't mind come on up, coming on the screen to join me for a second to tell you about uh, the, this upcoming support event for the channel. What's going on, Colin? Yeah, so uh, basically later this month, as you guys know, uh, doing the on-the-ground stuff is expensive. And so we're gearing up for 2023 and trying to plan out some different trips and stuff. So we're going to be doing a fundraiser. and But not just that, it's going to be sort of an event. So basically on the 28th and 29th of this month, uh, we're going to be having different guests on. It'll be from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. I think right now is the time frame uh, each day, both uh, uh now I'm blanking. I think it's a Friday and Saturday. But um, uh, And as you can see, some of the guests there, uh, I can give you more specifics. Nina Turner will be there. We're not sure what time yet. Uh, Steven Donzinger will be here on the 28th at 2 p.m. Uh, will be his time slot. Francis Fr Fisher uh, um, will be here at 12.30 on the 29th. Christian Smalls will be 1.30 uh, that same day. And Marianne Williamson will be 2.40 that day. So you guys can mark your calendars and different things like that for which hopefully you'll be here for both days. But you have uh, if you have a favorite guest you're looking forward to, you can see which day they'll be on. We'll have more stuff coming out for that as we come along. But uh, yeah, it'll look forward to that coming out later this month. Wonderful. Everybody set your notifications, set your bells right now. Thank you so much for that, Colin. Uh, it's vital. We have to support channels like Status Quo, channels like Burn It Down with Kim Brown, channels like Black Power Media. Uh, because what, what are you going to do? Go to CNN? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I find that so funny. Oh, very droll. Anyway, uh, yeah, MSNBC, we laugh a little harder. Ridiculous, ridiculous takes on mainstream cable network. Uh, next thing I want to move on to it. I'm, I'm only going to hit this uh, a, a little bit, a wee bit, because uh, we have we have more important topics uh, to discuss. We do have um, the mother of Tyler Lewis who will be joining us shortly. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about what happened today. The latest kerfuffle at the airlines. So as I'm sure you've heard over 8,500 flights were delayed. 1,200 cancellations happened today as a result of a computer outage of a system that has an acronym. I don't give a damn what the system was called. I'm sorry. I'm the greatest reporter you ever saw. But I'm saying it, it's something that that goes over most of our heads. It, it, whether it works or it doesn't work, it, 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 I guess, is of consequence to the passengers today because of the ripple effect as the 
as the news anchors have characterized it, the ripple effect across the country at airports because of this FAA system, computer system going down, which basically regulates the, the way the runways are assigned. And a, a, an important thing that pilots rely on to make sure that they depart and arrive very safely. Now, what I found interesting about this is that from the local reporting that I saw here in D.C., from the reporters that were standing by at National Airport, I do not recognize Reagan, sorry, at National Airport, all the private planes were taking off and arriving just fine. <laughs> and I said, oh, look at the nation's infrastructure continued to crumble for us, the poor, the riches, the richy riches of the world got to take off and arrive all of their destinations just fine. And the local news media, you know, was was that there live at the airport and you see private plane <laughs> land, private plane take off. I said, wow, just right in our faces, huh? The 1%, it, it, it gets to carry on business as usual, but for the rest of the 99%, your flight is delayed and potentially canceled. And this is the second time in a month, less than a month, not even. The holidays were not even two, three weeks ago where American air travelers had to experience tremendous inconvenience at, 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 at best and just horrific displacement of long made plans, especially that happened to fall during the holiday season. That was particularly attributed to one airline, Southwest Airlines. You know, over the past several years, however, we have seen these kinds of issues really plague some of the major carriers and some of the budget carriers as well. So, you know, it was Southwest this last time, but it could be anybody the next time. But this time it was not the fault of the air carriers. In fact, it was the fault of the Federal Aviation uh, Administration, the FAA. And Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Now, Petey, Petey has had to come out here a bunch of times and, and try to put some bass in his voice to convey that he's very serious <laughs> about his job as transportation secretary, as the American transport seems to be not only declining, but, you know, the, the services are worsening as passengers continue to pay more and are, in fact, getting less. Um, and if you could pop up the tweet from Buttigieg from earlier today. So despite the fact of this FAA computer issue being resolved fairly early in the morning, um, Buttigieg tweeted this out that, you know, the FAA has determined that they got their shit together. <laughs> at the, at this, at the, that's not a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing here. He tweeted that out uh, a little bit before 9 a.m. But because of how the air systems work, obviously people catch flights starting from way before nine o'clock. So it was something that the airlines are still trying to catch up with right now. But this is just one of, of many um, bad things that is going on with the American transportation. And even though Buttigieg per se was not overseeing the railroad strike negotiations, I don't, I don't know to what extent he was involved. I would imagine he should have been uh, involved. But regardless, the Biden administration, of which Buttigieg is a part of, was responsible, along with the democratically at the time controlled Congress, um, for denying workers, rail workers, union members. Uh, the, the right to a collective bargaining agreement, right? They were denied 
the ability to to get more than the not no pay days off that Biden was very proud to have negotiated, of which my head, I think, is still hurting from Joe Biden taking a victory lap for, quote unquote, averting a rail strike. But in fact, he was there to kneecap the union members and the railroad workers. But this is just part and parcel of how the American infrastructure continues to decline. And not only that, but for reasons, there is like a refusal to upgrade into the 21st century. I feel as though all, you know, people like Pete Buttigieg are obviously not qualified for the positions that they hold for the start there, but it doesn't matter. They don't need to be specifically qualified because what they are there to do is to maintain the status quo, right? And to put little band-aids on issues as they flare up, as they arise, but there is no widespread systemic overhaul slash upgrade to the ways in which this plane system, this particular landing and runway system, booking system, uh, tends to work, right? Same thing with Southwest and the, and the airline industry as a whole. They were given all this money in many billions in pandemic bailout funds, Southwest decided to take its billions and redistribute it to its shareholders and and buybacks and dividends and all all the ways in which rich people continue to redistribute the wealth to themselves uh, and didn't make any improvements to to its infrastructure system, ergo the problem and the meltdown that we had. But that's not it. So there was a couple other things. If you could pop up, I think it was, is it that Fox 2 Detroit? You guys, the infrastructure is falling all down all around us. And America is not equipped. As we're seeing what's happening in California, Santa Barbara, Montecito, these 1% places that are dealing with the effects of climate change, in which all of our systems will eventually be dealing with climate change. Uh, but the, the, the upgrades and the retrofitting is not happening in a timely enough fashion uh, that the things that we are experiencing in terms of environment um, and and our resources and infrastructure are not just going to start to fail around us. I think it's a Fox 2 Detroit piece because late last summer, did you guys hear about this? There was a hexavalent chromium spill in the Huron River, okay? And that's a problem <laughs> for many reasons. Now, the issue is, did you know that in the state of Michigan, the companies who themselves create such spills are not responsible uh, for cleaning up such spills? So who cleans up the spill? Uh, I guess eventually the Michigan Department of Environment will get around to it. Um, But again, everybody's asleep at, at the switch. You understand? What was the other one I had up there, Colin? I'm sorry. In addition to that failing, we had, uh, Oh, right. The, uh, the the Keystone XL pipeline spill that happened just a couple of short weeks ago there in Kansas. I believe this happened actually on indigenous land. You know, everything is is falling down. Things are, are rupturing. And, 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 and I started off with Buttigieg, but this is really a, a deeper issue. In addition to transportation, really just all of our infrastructure is falling down. And the Democrats, again, are now going to be, I can't say further stymied by the Republican-controlled House because the Democrats stymied the damn selves. <laughs> they stymied the damn selves. Biden could have gotten the bigger meat of the Build Back Better infrastructure bill passed, 
but they're so busy capitulating to the right and to those who are basically the right, like Manchin and Cinema, that the business of the people and the advancing of this country to prepare us for the coming catastrophes that I can't even call them coming anymore, the arrived now back to back to back to back to back catastrophes that we are facing, our infrastructure is not built to the task. However, you know what happened in the last budget pass when, when, the, when the Democrats passed the budget in December uh, to keep the government functioning? What was it, an additional $80 billion? The, a record level of spending went to the Pentagon. $850 billion is what they ended up getting on, on military stuff, or on, on weaponry to kill people. America is a death cult. <laughs> Do you understand? And so I, I can't even pour, I can't even fake, I can't even feign any sort of patriotism with y'all because how can I be patriotic about a death cult? Riddle me this. We don't invest in the water. We don't invest in clean air. We invest in military weaponry. We invest in ways to kill people. We invest in ways to make sure that we sell bombs to our enemies. We invest in domestic urban preparedness for our law enforcement officers. When we talk about cop city in America, in, in Atlanta, they want to build the cop city to, to run do, uh, urban warfare drills on us. <laughs> they, 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 they not worried about fucking Cuba invading Atlanta. No, they want to run that shit on all you want to be lefty protesters out there that don't like police funding and don't like climate disasters and don't like when they tear down acres and acres of urban forest that needs to be protected. That's who all this cop funding is for. It's for against us. It's not to defend us against some sort of foreign enemy. I just want us to just be very intentional about when we ask for things and and specifically who we ask it from. Um, The organizing is going to come from people on the ground. It's going to come from established networks and those not even yet established. But please understand that we are about to be in a game. It's not even a game, really. It's truly for our own survival. And the U.S. government is not going to be there to assist (laughs) because um, of, of the indifference, the incompetence, and the unwillingness um, to do anything substantive to prepare us for, I can't even call it the coming, the arrived catastrophes and our infrastructure, our transportation falling down on the job is is, is part and parcel of that. I was hoping at least Buttigieg, when I was doing some, so I'm like, what what is going on with Pete Buttigieg? I was hoping he at least, you know, had driven a bus or, or something in, in his day. It does not appear as though Pete Buttigieg has a lot of, transportation experience, but I love the fact that that never lets mediocre folks hold them back, their lack of knowledge and or experience. Ergo, Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Taking a quick break right here, if we could, do me a favor, smash the like button on the video. We appreciate you guys coming out. Hold on. Let me uh, dip back in here into the chat and see what's going on. I saw you in here, Holly Horn. Thank you so much, Tressa. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Latif, thank you so much for being here. Aggressive, progressive, love to see you. Um, you guys, thank you all for coming up and supporting the thing. 
Uh, we've got a few folks in here. So thank you all for making the time to support Status Quo. Again, don't forget the end of January. It's going to be um, a, a, a progressively rocking good time <laughs> as, as, as the um, channel fundraiser kicks off uh, with a bunch of folks that I'm sure you guys already like and support. So be sure to mark that on your calendars for, I believe, the 20th and the 29th. But we'll let you know that again uh, before before that happens. So um, I wanted to actually go on to um, what I find to be a, a, a bit of a striking story. And it's tragically something that is very American. When we talk about what's American, well, this type of, you know, dichotomy and reporting is, is very common. So as I'm sure you guys have heard that an arrest was made in connection with the quadruple slaying of four college students in Moscow, Idaho. Now this story captured national attention for good reason. You know, when you have people, period, but, you know, America, we tend to sympathize more with, with younger people when they are murdered. Um, and that's science, by the way. There was, I think it was the Columbia School of Journalism or the Columbia Journalism Review did a media, like, sympathy rating system. And they found that the people that receive the most sympathetic coverage and the most coverage when either they go missing or murdered usually are, are younger and white and usually female. Um, and that was the gender demographic of, I believe the at least half or maybe three out of four of the victims there in Moscow, Idaho, and they captured somebody and then somebody has already been placed under arrest. And we heard a lot about that for several weeks, but what you did not hear a lot about was the stabbing death of a 19-year-old student at the University of Buffalo at Amherst in New York State. And his name was Tyler Lewis. Now, Tyler was a young, young Black man. And it's not unknown to police who attacked and stabbed Tyler and inevitably took his life. Um, but there has not been an arrest yet made. And chances are you have not yet heard about this story. Um, and I believe, do we have Tyler's mother? Is she, is she joining us? Is she standing by? Hi. Hi, Miss Lewis. Um, we're joined today with Rokishia Lewis. She is Tyler's mother. And um, Miss Lewis, first of all, I wanted to extend my deepest condolences uh, to you and your family. When I first became aware of this story, I mean, obviously just so sad that a, such, such a promising young man um, was taken in this way. But the lack of responsiveness from the police um, and the lack of attention, I would say, comparatively speaking, when we talk about what happened with the students murdered in Idaho, uh, your son's case has not received a, a, a reciprocal amount of media attention. So um, for, I wanted to, to start off by, if you could bring us up to speed, at least about what authorities have shared with you pertaining to the night back in October of 2022, uh, when, when Tyler was found st stabbed on his college campus. Little to nothing. Um, they just, uh, they stated that the friends that, Ty that brought Tyler to the um, parking lot that drove him there um, all lured up and they weren't able to speak to them. That's all the information that 
I received. And the DA did have a press, uh, not a press conference, but a, um, a Zoom meeting with me and the rest of my family and advised that there may not be any arrest. Have they categorized Tyler's death? H has it been ruled a homicide? It, it, what determination was made, I guess, officially from either the medical examiner or the coroner? Definitely in homicide, yes. Tyler was stabbed. So I'm I'm confused as to how the district attorney can can say to you that there will be no arrests in this homicide because people uh, got lawyers like that that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't. A lot of um, things don't make sense. The fact that this um, murder was is it's handled by the campus police doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, the University of Buffalo, this whole the investigation is on the campus. Everything is on at the University of Buffalo. There's no FBI investigation like um, the Idaho um, Murder. murders. Um, you know, everything's tight-lipped. They're, they're not corresponding with me. And like you said, you really, not a lot of people have heard of this story at all. All I know that is a white male, five foot five to five foot nine, that is out there. And their college campus is not safe. But yet, they made a statement, um, the University of Buffalo made a statement almost immediately saying that their campus is safe. Tyler didn't know who this was. I, 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 can, I, I can tell you that 1,000% that Tyler did not know. Tyler was loved by everyone. Miss Lewis, have any of Tyler's friends or, you know, I, I mean, we, we know how young people talk. We know how social media can can spread information, sometimes factual, sometimes inaccurate. Ha, what, what is the chatter? What, I, I hate to put it this way, I mean, but what, what are the streets saying? What, what are Tyler's friends or people who may have been associated with him or who may have knowledge about what happened that night? Have people been coming to you? And, and telling you things outside of what law enforcement is saying. That he was set up, that it's similar to the um, the case in Mexico of the young lady that was um, murdered, Shanquilla. Um, yeah, it was very similar stories, unfortunately. Was Tyler, to your knowledge, was Tyler the only black child or black student in in the group that was together the, the night that he was murdered? No, he was not the only um, white um, African-American child. However, um, he was a little different, you know. Um, Tyler had a date that night. Um, he had plans to be with his girlfriend. Um, those were not his friends that asked him to go to the University of Buffalo. Um, you don't know how they... I, 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 have no, I have no idea how, even the police did, you know, mention, I don't know how Tyler was even saying hi to these kids because they were, they seemed to be cut from a different cloth than Tyler. So, um, but he was... Um, in, in terms of, like, um, evidence, 
um, what what evidence have you been made aware of? Were, were there any messages or correspondence on Tyler's phone or social media um, that may have given um, a specific indication as to who could be behind his murder? And and do you have a vague idea? I obviously don't want you to name them for, for obvious reasons, but do you have a specific name in mind that people have communicated to you that told you that this person is the one that did it? I, um, no, I don't, I can't really tell you at this point, no. Okay. So in terms of the investigation, so you said that everything so far has been limited to the campus police, which again, when we're talking about a homicide is absolutely mind blowing that a campus college campus police department would be tasked with, with, with such a, an in-depth and vigorous investigation. Yes. Um, are you in Erie County or what is the, the outer jurisdiction as to where this campus is located and have, you know, uh, the, 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 the state attorney general, I feel as though that, that obviously b bigger, bigger parties in here need to be involved because clearly what's happening at the University of Buffalo at Amherst, the ball is very obviously being dropped here. Yes, it has. Um, it's disgusting. It's heartbreaking. You know, I, I, I sent my child there, but, you know, we live in Long Island, Baldwin, Long Island. So who knew? You know, we need help. You know, it seems, you know, very political up there. No one's talking. Um, everyone's closed mouth. You know, it was very hard for us to find a lawyer that can even help us. And now it's gonna cost a lot of money to you know, get an investigator, get a lawyer, in order to just dig through all of this. And hopefully we'll get some answers and arrest, because this is not fair. Do you think that if, if there was more media attention on this, that the, the wheels of justice as useless as I don't, as, uh, whatever my opinion is of the wheels of justice when it comes to justice for black people in America, but the, the wheels of justice as a system, as we know it, if, if, if there was more media scrutiny on this, do you think that you would be dealing with a, a different outcome rather than the stonewalling that you're receiving from both the police and, and, and the prosecutors? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the ADA, you know, they're taking us for a joke at this point, not answering phone calls, just, you know, you know, doing whatever, you know, no answers. There's three months this weekend that um, my son has passed away and it's heartbreaking. Motel was my only son, he was the only grandson and it's not fair. Tyler was a human being, you know, he's trying for greatness and um, how dare they? Comparing the way in which the murder of the students in Idaho was covered nationally, and even you said, I, likely because of all the coverage, that might, may have been one of the reasons that the FBI decided to get involved. But there was a lot of law enforcement agencies working to solve that crime. And the disparities, is, I mean, very clearly break down along race. And to me, not only Tyler's race, but the race of the alleged perpetrator. Um, and we see the ways in which 
whiteness is 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 coddled it's softened um for example up in buffalo where the buffalo supermarket shooter tragically murdered 10 black black people just minding their business you know i didn't see a lot of coverage about the family i didn't see a lot of coverage about the family in which this young man came from i didn't hear a lot of questions about where are the fathers you know what i mean so comparative i mean tyler is a black child this perpetrator is alleged to be white what are the ways in which you feel as though race has played a way in which your son's case has not been covered both locally and nationally where's the sketch someone saw something i mean at this day and age we have um, cameras everywhere there was no cameras there's no witnesses and you know everyone's just shrugging their you know like i'm, I'm sorry no one saw anything on a college campus but our college campus is safe sorry mrs lewis we have no answers for you you know i didn't send tyler to school for fun and it wasn't free and you know and i'm left with nothing no answers no child no son I'm just so heart. I mean, it's 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 so heartbreaking, you know. Especially with this young man, obviously taking a, a a proactive approach to life and and setting out to to discover and blaze his own path. You mentioned that hiring a lawyer and hiring an investigator is going to be costly. Do you have? funds or um, links that people can be made aware of that if they want to support you in raising those funds in order to get justice for Tyler, that, that we can direct them to those places? Yes, it's exactly what it is. Justice, the number four, Tyler Lewis. Um, that's his um, social media page. And um, justice for Tyler is his GoFundMe and anything would be greatly appreciated. You know, it would go towards um, legal fees. his legal fees, um, family legal fees. It's an uphill battle, you know. Um, it's absolutely disgusting how, you know, we're all grieving and now we're, we're pushed to figure out how we're gonna get justice for uh, Tyler when this should not be. Not only should it not be, but the police, either the University of Buffalo police or the, the Amherst police, whatever police jurisdiction is there, I'm sure there's overlapping police jurisdiction, but the entire state of New York should not be okay with the fact that there was a known killer out there. Someone murdered this young man. People know who did it. Even the police likely have an idea, but they are... I guess capitulating and giving more rights to a, a, a would-be defendant, even though nobody has been specifically charged. But it's like it—it it almost reminds me of the Supreme Court um, Justice Roger B. Taney that you know a black man has has no rights that that a white man is bound to uphold or bound to acknowledge. The the life of your son here is being disregarded in favor of the freedom of this alleged perpetrator, whom is is widely believed to be white. In the year 2023, Miss Lewis, I mean, how does that make you feel, especially about 
a, a phrase in a movement like like Black Lives Matter, like it, it means something, right? But when the police treat you and, and your son in this way, it's very obvious that to law enforcement, when there's a potentially a, a white perpetrator and a black victim, that black lives actually, in fact, do not matter. Yeah, it's blatant. Yeah, it's, it's a slap in the face. Every day, the last three months, every second, no phone calls. I've reached out, I've emailed, pleaded, cried, no answers, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, Ms. Lewis, who can we email and call? Because I I think it's time, you know, that that everybody else do what they can to get involved and turn up the heat on those that are supposed to be providing justice for your son. Can you tell us the name of the uh, assistant district attorney or, or whomever is in charge of your son's case? Because I think we would like to give them calls and emails and, and, and try to find out what's going on here. John Flynn is the district attorney. Um, I've called him repeatedly. He has not returned to my phone call. John Flynn, and he is the district attorney. Is, is this Erie, Erie County? County? Yes, Erie County. The assistant district attorney is um, Gary Hackbush. Can you spell that? Gary, you said Hackbush? Yes. H-A-C-K-B-U-S-H. Gary Hackbush. Assistant district attorney at yes. Erie County in New York. Yes. Um, are there are there any police districts that we need to call? Is the University of Buffalo still handling your son's homicide investigation? Exactly. A homicide investigation. The university is handling it. And they refuse to move it. And they refuse to move it. I've called the FBI several times myself to ask. I've called the hotline a million times. So, you know, please just step in. This doesn't seem right. And they've just brushed me off. They don't, they wouldn't even give me like a, a number, like even just like, you know, pacify me, say, okay, you know, here's a, a number, a complaint number, and maybe. No, I'm sorry. This is an open investigation, is what everyone is telling me. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I am dumbfounded at, at, at the arrogance, at the indifference, at the the inconsideration um, in which you were being treated, Mrs. Lewis. And I'm sorry, and, and I'm assuming that's your mom um, with you there. And, and I'm so just deeply apologetic and so heartbroken that you have to experience this, not only the loss of Tyler, but but the 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 abuse i don't know how else to put this this is abusive to you as a grieving mother as a grieving family yeah. to to put you off in this way and it's so disrespectful and i'm so sorry that you've had to experience this hi good evening good evening ma'am thank you for being here i'm yeah. so sorry that you, that you guys are dealing with this yes um <sighs> tyler was my only grandson and I'm deeply shattered about his death 
you know, and he spent a lot of time with me uh, holidays uh, during the summer because I'm especially a teacher and his mother worked year round. And we were very close. And Tyler, he was a kind and humble, quiet, and very sheltered young man because he was the only child. Um, he was, um, he loved his home, he loved his family, and uh, he didn't need anything. But when he went away to school, and um, I don't know, um, apparently there were um, students up there that preyed on uh, freshmen and sophomores that I learned, and I never knew this. And um, it's really heartbreaking that he would go to school and be acquainted with these type of individuals to befriend him and steal from him and lead him down the wrong path. It's awful. I have never heard of this before. And as my daughter said, uh, the DA hasn't, bear, hasn't been very compassionate. Uh, I called him a couple of times and he called her to say to her, don't have your mother call me again. Now, I was um, a probation officer in Queens County and I worked in the DA's office and I have never heard of a DA having that type of attitude, really. And I worked there from uh, seven or eight years, but he was so inappropriate, um, not sympathetic to our needs. You know, it's one thing losing Tyler, uh, but then we have to fight for justice. It's it's just it's it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. I can imagine and. And this is, to me, it's it's a harder fight than had Tyler been, number one, if Tyler had been killed by somebody else black, that person would already be in jail. So let's be clear about that. And I know you guys don't, don't disagree with that because that's just a fact. If Tyler had also been killed, let's say by police, it may have been a a gradual discovery of whom the officer was, but it would have been found out eventually. It just seems that there's so much protection for the person who actually killed Tyler, that this is a harder, harder road to hoe than, than if this were a cop or if this were an instance in which he was killed by somebody else black. Absolutely. And uh, after the first month, uh, the uh, detective was saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, we have some um, young men in my office, but they, uh, not talking. They have a, they have lawyers. They're not talking for three months. Not talking, and then they went on to, uh, we're looking for DNA evidence, and from DNA, nothing. You know, DNA is supposed to be taken at the crime scene, but at this point, it seemed like a botched investigation. They are covering something. Um, you know, I'm just uh, really um, 
speechless about this. This is like a bad dream. I can imagine. And and when I became acquainted with with Tyler's case, you know, I thought about the young man in Western Pennsylvania, Peter Spencer, um, who was found murdered after going on a camping trip with some of his co-workers. There, no charges were filed in that case. And then uh, there was another case in Georgia, a uh, young lady, I think her name was Tamia Horsford, again, out with friends, a lot of them different race than she, and she ended up dead and no one was held accountable. Could you give the, the, the GoFundMe information again, um, ladies, please, so everybody who's watching Status Crew now and who will watch this later on um, can know where to direct their material support? And again, could you give us the names one more time of, okay. of the people in charge who we need to light up their phones and light up their email boxes and, and ask them what is the delay in getting justice in a, um, for Tyler Lewis? Okay, I have my son come on now. Can you turn that off? Hello, how are you doing today? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you so for I'm joining Tyler's us. Uncle. My name is Ryan Trollinger. Hi, Ryan. What, what did you want to add? So um, really the need here, we need to get national attention for Tyler's case. As you had mentioned with several other cases here, they've all got national attention from the Idaho to the, the, the young lady that died in Mexico at her friend's, um, you know, at friend's hands. We really need more attention, national attention, um, you know, MSNBC, CNBC, that's, that's the differentiator here, to put more, more attention on Tyler's case. We need national attention on a DA to make sure that he's doing his job because Right now, it feels like it's being swept under the under the rug, and you know we can't let that happen. The more this case, you know, goes on is prolonged, um, the more the less less people are going to pay attention to it, and we have to keep beating the drum. So you had asked about some information. We have uh, if you go on Instagram at Tyler uh, Justice for the number four Tyler Lewis. Um, You'll see there's a link tree there. Uh, I'd ask for everybody just to uh, follow uh, the Instagram, follow the, the Facebook, share. If you can contribute to the GoFundMe, it's on that link tree there. Um, uh, it, also, if you go to linktree.com, I believe it's, it's Justice, the number four, Tyler Lewis as well. So you can go there and, and, um, and, and access all of the social media and the GoFundMe. Okay. Well... Ryan, um, again, my condolences to, to you, to your mom, to, to Rakishia for, for the loss of your, of, of your loved one, of this young boy, this, this, this shining star. I mean, you could just see it on, on his face. This young man had a glow about him and it, it is, it is unacceptable that he's gone. It is absolutely unacceptable that no one has been arrested, named, and held accountable for taking him away from, from your family. So I wanna thank all of you for making some time to share this. And I know this is hard. And, and, I, and I hate the fact that in order to get the word out, you, you, you all have to basically re-traumatize yourselves by telling the story again, because a lot of people just don't know. And I hate 
that that I hate that process for you. So you all have my deepest sympathies, my condolences, and and all of our compassion um, from everybody that's watching us here today. So thank you all so much for making some time. Thank you for um, having us on. We really appreciate you. Absolutely, you. absolutely, guys. Justice, the number four, Tyler Lewis. Okay, you can put that in your Google searches. Um, go to the, the GoFundMes, to the link trees. It is important that we turn up the amplification on this young man's story. And I'm going to be sending some emails. Uh, the, it, it's closed business now in Erie County. It will not be closed business tomorrow morning. And people need to start answering their phones and seeing their email boxes get flooded with questions about why is there a killer, a known killer, to be on the loose um, while this young man is 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 no longer with his family. If you right. get any uh, responses, would you please let us know? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And and I'm I'm very certain that 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 Jordan will probably include this information um, on, on this episode. So people who come back and watch this later, they'll be able to to find that information and have it easily accessible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you guys. Um, so status community, that is going to be our time. Um, let me run back here to the chat really quickly um, to just thank everybody for, for hanging out tonight. Um, I know sometimes the stories that we tell like, like Tyler's can be difficult, but it's, it's important that you know that these things happen. It's important that you understand um, that the way in the ways in which the families of murder victims are treated by law enforcement, I don't say abolish and defund the police for nothing. The police do not keep us safe. Police did not keep Tyler safe. The police are not investigating to, to rid the streets of a known murderer. They're not doing it. They don't give a fuck. And the reason that they don't is because Tyler is a black child. He is a black teen out here and his life to them matters less. His life to us means everything, just like his family. Okay. So in the ways that we can, we are going to put the press on these people at Erie County. All right. Erie County, New York, the district attorney, the assistant district attorney, and the university of Buffalo at Amherst campus police who are tasked with this homicide investigation. I absolutely cannot. So be looking for the links um, on this episode description uh, after, after everything concludes. Colin, would you mind hopping on here one more time with me uh, to let people know about how they can support Status Coup? It's a new year, new coup, new year, new coup, Colin. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be having a, a, like we had mentioned earlier, if you missed it, at the end of this month, the 28th and 29th, we'll be doing a two-day sort of uh, big extravaganza to raise money for our on-the-ground reporting. As you guys know, that's extremely expensive uh, for us to be on the ground covering these stories, different things like that. To, we'll, we have some plans right now in the next couple of weeks for some on-the-ground stories we'll be covering. And so to help bring that in for 2023 and to fund those stories and um we're going to be having this sort of extravaganza. And right now we had mentioned Nina Turner, Stephen Donzinger, Christian Smalls, Marianne Williamson are all going to be here. Jordan will be there hosting it all and we'll have more guests and stuff. We'll be announcing as the month goes on. It's like the golden globes, but for the left. 
<laughs> no, you guys. Um, yeah. So, so big up to Jordan, big up to everybody here that, that, that covers stories on status coup. It's very important to support this channel. Um, because the stories that, that status coup is able to bring other outlets are not going to either bring them at all or not bring them in the same meaningful way. So we need to support left media um, as much as we can. And you can support me as well. Um, go to my channel, Burn It Down with Kim Brown. My shows are every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. This Friday, we will be debuting another installment of Kim's Lost Tapes. I have interviewed some people out here. And this Lost Tapes installment is going to be with um, comedian Ralphie May, who has been passed away now for five years. If you don't know Ralphie May, you need to get on YouTube and all the good things and discover Ralphie May. And I asked Ralphie May a very important question. I said, hey, Ralphie, how are you a white comic out here using the N-word <laughs> very freely? Uh, and this is, it, it, you'll want to tune into the response that Ralphie gave me. I think this was back in 2012 or 2011. So it's been a while. Uh, but fans of Ralphie Mae would probably love it. And if you're a fan of mine, tune in Friday, 7 p.m. for another installment of Kim's Lost Tapes on Burn It Down with Kim Brown. And you can also catch me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings on the Remix Morning Show for Black Power Media. Please go over there and like and subscribe. On behalf of everybody at Status Quo, thank you so much to Jordan. Thank you so much to Colin behind the scenes pushing the buttons. Big up to all the people them uh, who checked us out. What's going on? Peace. Oberlin <laughs> and um, what's going on Michael appreciate you coming through thank you so much uh, a, a light bot I love to see y'all come through hey carpe diem what's going on I know you what's up Ray J what's going on thank you guys so much Holly Horn Donnie Latif thank you so much for y'all coming over here and watching we'll see y'all uh, well, I won't see y'all next Wednesday I'm off next week I have family stuff I have to do, but I'll be back later. <laughs> so y'all take it easy. See you later. Bye-bye y'all. Have a good one.